war has been waged through the timelines. Multiple worlds lie in shambles as different versions of a small podcast host from alternate universes have gathered into two factions, the Cabal and the Rebellion. After tirelessly looking across dimensions, the Rebellion has made contact with the Prime, the originator of all universes. Can the Prime restore balance across the timelines and save his small but modest podcasting show? I mean, if we're being realistic, he's probably putting way too much time and effort into this. It's only like episode 16 or something. Reporting in for TMQ News, I'm Christopher Ang, and... That's my cue. Incoming! Get your head down now! Hey fellas, over here! Hands to the safe house! Look, it's country! Quick, let's hurry, guys! It's good to see you again. I wish it was under better conditions, but we gotta keep moving, fellas. The bombardment squad's gonna be here any minute now. Is this everyone? About that. Well, wait a second. Prime, where's wet pants? Listen, country, I don't know how else to tell you this, but... Woof, bark, bark. Jeez, way to be delicate, dog suit. Now what you talking about? It can't be. It's more complicated than that. Wet pants made a choice complicated what's more complicated about it didn't you hear what dog suit said uh honestly it's kind of hard to tell what dog suit christian's saying half the time boy howdy dude it's 2021 you can't just say that what what did i say it's hard to understand him if all he says is bark bark now you're mocking his language talk about tasteless now I'm not even sure if you are the prime. Bark, bark, bark. Come on, guys. Am I the only one that thinks this? Silent Christian, you have my back, right? Eh. Oh, shit. Well, no, no, that's not me. That's not my side at all. Oh, snap. You were freaking digging in trouble, bricka, bricka, bro. Wait, who's this guy now? Oh, yeah, uh, that's uh, 90s hip-hop Christian. I dig it and defect it from the chicka chicka cabal because they're wiggity whack. Gotta get our world back. Yeah, I'm not sure if I like this guy. STAY AWAY FROM THE WINDOWS! Hip-hop! How many more time jumps do we have left? Ayo, boom! Bro, we only have one more jump! Jump for one more person! Yo! Jump! It's useless! We're out of options now! Perfect. I need you to send me back to episode 16. Now wait a darn minute, what exactly are you planning? I, I, I don't have a lot of proof, but I, I think this whole war all started from what I said in the last episode. I think I can fix it. And I think the Cabal knows it too. You expect me to let you go by yourself on just a hunch you have? Bark! Bark, 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 bark! But dog suit, bark, bark! Mm. Yeah, he makes out a good point. Fine, but we're counting on you, you hear? <laughs> Thanks, I'll do my best. Hip-hop, open the time jump. <laughs> you guys, I know this hasn't been easy, and I promise to all of you that I'll make this right. And Silent Christian, Thanks for everything. Yeah, whatever. He's mad. Oh wow. He's really pissed. Just go already. Yeah, okay. I'm going. That was my bad. 
So what happens now? We wait and hope for the best. I'm back! Okay, I swear I gotta find my notes. Here it is. God, I hope this works for everyone's sake. I think owning a dog isn't overrated. And in fact, I wanna own a dog in the future! I, I think it's working. The timelines are fixed. What the hell is that noise? Anyways, um, yeah, so that's currently on my list. So it was good. That was like probably like the biggest list I've had in a while. I had like probably like close to 200 titles on it. Glad I was able to talk about it without being interrupted. But anyways, let's dive right into our first review. Let's talk about Amazon's The Tomorrow War. The Tomorrow War was released on Amazon Prime Video on July 2nd, 2021. Directed by Chris McKay, this stars Chris Pratt, Yvonne Strahovski, J.K. Simmons, and Sam Richardson. Uh, basically, the movie is about when a group of soldiers from the future arrive to warn about an alien invasion. Many civilians in the present from all over the world become drafted into a war to combat the invaders known as the White Spikes. Dan Forrester, a high school science teacher and army veteran, is enlisted only to meet Colonel Murray, his daughter who is leading the charge for humanity's survival in the future. Together, they must collectively find a solution to end the white spike threat and save the human race before it's too late. And that'd be awesome to kind of live in a cool fantasy world like that. But you know what? We can only dream, right? So on the surface, The Tomorrow War is a sci-fi action film built with a decent enough premise that I think would be entertaining enough that feels... I don't know, like it would sit well at home within the 80s and 90s era of sci-fi flicks. While it plays its time travel mechanics pretty loosely and doesn't get bogged down by having to over-explain its lore, The Tomorrow War often feels like it lacks just enough exposition to help contextualize the conflict and whether or not the soldiers in the future are worth trusting. Even though the film often tries to convey that there's nothing to doubt whether uh, uh, or not they're good. So... I don't know, the intentions aren't really made clear in the movie, and I feel like this becomes just a smaller symptom of a greater issue within the writing as the dialogue feels often clunky in conveying the, uh, you know, the relationships between characters, uh, and it often provides uh, comedic, re uh, uh, comedic relief in like really strange places, uh, and to actually uh, give plausible reason for anything that occurs on screen. So basically, Chris Pratt makes do with the material that he's got, but often feels like his potential is, I don't know, underutilized as he moves from one scene to the next. Uh, Sam Richardson, however, in particular, feels pretty much out of place with his comedic del uh, delivery and timing. That, you know, uh, one could have sworn that he's a character from a completely different movie and somehow ended up in a film about time travel and, you know, uh, killing aliens and stuff. But... Um, it's this conflict in a uh, tone that the Tomorrow War never really knows where to sit in. Is it a serious sci-fi flick? Is it also part comedy? It tries to not get too caught up in the details, but I feel like the movie also loses itself when it takes its premise too seriously. Uh, still, I feel like the action in this film is great and the CGI is uh, more often than not a spectacle to look at. The creature designs on the white spikes, in my opinion, are well executed and their introduction is absolutely terrifying in the first scene that you see them in. But at, at face value, 
This is the film's greatest strengths, but its shortcomings in regards to, you know, its overall plot and character development lacks and feels shallow subsequently. The Tomorrow War is still a decently executed movie that, when you just go along for the ride, it's a lot of fun, even when it doesn't know how to balance its tone and structure. Chris Pratt carries the movie well, and I honestly wouldn't mind a sequel as it lays a good enough foundation to warrant more. I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10, which you can find on Amazon Prime Video. Now, uh, next on our docket, let's go ahead and talk about Loki, which also premiered on Disney Plus on June 9th and ended its first season on July 14th. Created by Michael uh, uh, Waldron and directed by Kate Herron, Loki stars Tom Hiddleston, who's pretty much been in the role since uh, the first Thor movie. It also stars Owen Wilson, Gugu Mbatha-Ra, and Sophia uh, DiMartino. Set during Loki's escape in Avengers Endgame, the God of Mischief is essentially plucked out of his timeline from the T- uh, from the TVA, which is a mysterious organization tasked with, you know, uh, preserving the flow of the sacred timeline, quote unquote, as it's dictated by the timekeepers who oversee the events of what has happened and what is yet to come. As another Loki from an alternate timeline uh, causes havoc, it's up to this displaced Loki and TVA agent Mobius to uh, uncover the truth of the matter. Try to say that 10 times fast. TVA Agent Mobius. Uh, Loki as a show is often at its best when placing the character uh, and his uh, infallible ego at his forefront, y'all. While it may have an interesting premise uh, to explore, you know, weird facets of the Marvel Cinematic Universe since we're dealing with, you know, alternate timelines, time travel and all that stuff, it only extensively uses this to just provide each episode with pretty much like a new set piece between different time periods and that feels far removed and uh, ultimately inconsequential to the overall story. If anything, the show introduces its own added rules to time travel, which had uh, been introduced in Avengers Endgame that ends up, you know, coming into conflict uh, that it pretty much retroactively creates a lot of new glaring plot holes within that film. Unlike WandaVision, which allowed the show to experiment and present its themes in interesting and abstract ways, I feel like Loki is often predicated on long dialogue exchanges between its central characters and asks its questions up front with uh, no real subtlety or nuance. However, it never presents anything holistically new to the characters, and as we often uh, get little to no new revelations or insight into their headspace or character arcs, their development as people feels often stilted and slow. Unlike WandaVision and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki could have been a stronger character study into one of Marvel's most compelling villains, but instead it's too busy in trying to lay out its greater mysteries without much in the way of actually building on its titular character or the supporting cast. Tom Hiddleston and uh, Owen Wilson, however, they have great on-screen uh, character uh, you know, uh, dynamic, and uh, they really bring their A-game and, and uh, bring out a lot of well-performed uh, scenes together. And it's that most interesting camaraderie that we see within the show, but as the show progresses, their separation leaves uh, the subsequent episodes to feel pretty much stale half the time, with episode 3 in particular dragging on the show's pacing the most. Visually, the show lacks the same cinematic quality as the other MCU TV shows in which its predecessors pre- bleh, predecessors could have pretty much been a film divided into 6 to 8 episodes. Like, I don't know about you, but that um, fight scene in the Falcon and Winter Soldier in the uh, beginning, the little sky chase scene, that was dope. That looked like it could have came straight out of a movie. However, Loki, when you look at it, 
you could go, yeah, nah, yeah, this was made for TV. Yet there are plenty of great moments, both in the performance of its supporting cast with surprising cameos and features, uh, you know, interesting world building for the MCU at large. And it also presents a lot of huge ramifications going forward for the future titles in the franchise. Loki is a great show and concept with great performances and interesting thematic ideas to dissect. But its execution in often lacking the extra step to push its boundaries further is what also holds the show back. I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. And once again, you can find us on Disney+. Plus. All right. We got through the first half. When we come back from our break, y'all, we'll see what uh, y'all have to see about Loki and... I have to warn y'all up front, there's going to be some spoilers, but I'll also give my thoughts on how both films touch on the theme of free will and predestined events uh, when it comes to time travel. Don't go anywhere. Stay with us. And we're back. We have two listener reviews today, and they're both from two separate friends named Alex. So our first Alex review says, and also, by the way, these are all about Loki. Considering the time travel agency reminded me of the one from the Umbrella Academy, it was still really well done and uh, the best of the scripted Marvel shows so far. Great actors and acting, including Tara Strong. Uh, but uh, are the Lokis considered to be in an incestuous relationship? Spoiler alert. Or not, because they're from different dimensions. Um well, Alex, I think that the performances is what really carries the show for me. Um, I really love that the set and costume design uh, really evokes this kind of nostalgic, timeless, uh, like, 50s look to it. But I think that the show has, uh, you know, even more potential than it lets on. But as uh, if we're going to talk about Loki and Sylvie and whether or not, you know, there's like a, a weird kind of uh, incestuous, because they're not exactly siblings. But it's hard to say uh, as, you know, like falling in love with yourself from an alternate timeline is pretty much all hypothetical. But I would say it would lean, I don't know, maybe a little closer to the direction, uh, that direction than anything. But I, I don't know. Loki is a big narcissist at uh, uh, at his core. And even at a subconscious level, it kind of works for me, you know, as a story beat. So I don't know. We'll see how that resolves. But uh <laughs> Maybe, maybe uh, ne next season we'll talk about that a little more. Our other Alex review says, Trying to follow time travel logic in any sort of fiction is generally going to be problematic because the nature of time travel is riddled with paradoxes. Lol. I think the only movie in recent memory that did a good job evading time paradoxes was Edge of Tomorrow, wherein Tom Cruise's character quote-unquote reset to a specific point in time until he cleared the time loop. I think Groundhog Day did something similar. Haven't seen that one, though. All that being said, uh, I thought Loki was just alright. It'll be interesting having Kang the Conqueror, spoilers, around as a villain, and the ridiculousness of time travel being introduced is a lot more evocative of the comic source material, which is kind of interesting. I just thought that the storytelling felt a little slow for my tastes. I liked WandaVision a lot more. I felt like the first season left me with more questions than it answered, and the wait to watch the next, scene is, uh, the next season is going to be supremely unsatisfying. Like, I'm not left with intrigue, I'm left with confusion, and that's kind of frustrating to me. Uh, yeah, I agree, Alex. I, I know Marvel's the type of studio lately to play their cards close to the vest, so I don't think asking for more plot development as an audience member is too much, um, because a lot of the scenes are just 
pretty much dialogue heavy and doesn't really dive into the psyche of Loki's character. WandaVision, on the other hand, was excellent. Uh, as we see, you know, Wanda's internal conflict as each event unfolds and the moral decisions that she has to kind of like grapple with uh, at the same time. Uh, with that being said, I also think Anthony Mackie's uh, character in Falcon and the Winter Soldier also goes through the same sort of arc. Um, and we see glimpses of it with Loki, but not enough as what I would have liked. If anything, that's the one angle I, you know, hope the writer's room hits for next season. But yeah, you know, the whole time travel thing and, you know, uh, kind of just like breaking and bending the rules that they kind of established, you know, at this point, you just kind of have to go for along the ride. Cause I know that if, uh, that I myself have done, uh, you know, dug myself into that rabbit hole and same with, you know, friend of the show, Jericho had you uh, doing the same thing. Like we were talking about it the, uh, the other day and our brains, might as well have just turned into mush. But, you know, when it comes to time travel, it always becomes a little complicated. And whether or not we're talking about it, you know, through TV, movies, or even through literature, one of the core aspects within most films that involve time travel is um, the idea of whether or not things are bound by a set course of events and whether or not we can actually change those events and if our future is fluid. Or, on the other hand, if time is structured in a way where every event has been predetermined and can't change. Movies like, you know, uh, Back to the Future or The Butterfly Effect, for example, explores um, time as a flexible force that if you point it in one direction, your immediate future becomes changed. But movies like Looper, Avengers Endgame, or even, you know, if you want to throw the Final Destination series into the loop, uh, looper, uh, future events are essentially set in stone and you can't really change it, especially with the Final Destination movies, that even if you do try to change it, everything will try to course correct itself and, uh, you know, uh, find that equilibrium based on uh, what should have happened. And it essentially talks about how our destinies become interlocked in events that we can't do anything about. Um, I think... The latter of that aspect of, you know, uh, not being able to change uh, what is uh, um, predetermined for us is pretty much what Loki and the Tomorrow War explores to, I don't know, to varying degrees. For Loki, in my opinion, this is the sole thesis it asks uh, of its audience, and it asks whether or not we're able to live our lives with true free will or if we're bound to predictability and thus our existence possibly becomes meaningless. But the Tomorrow War, on the other hand, poses this to the audience as many of the characters acknowledge how fruitless uh, it is to actually fight a war if the human race is just bound to die off. However, it does approach it with a little more optimism as Chris Pratt's character sees potential to end the conflict before it happens. But he can still see hints of what is foreshadowed for him as he meets his battle-hardened daughter who uh, pretty much tells him what's going to happen in his uh, foreseeable future. But with Loki, never really answers that question and instead poses the possibility that if people were allowed to have true free will, then the ramifications can be dangerous as it allows, you know, um, different timelines to exist based on noticeable differences based on the choices made by the collective mass, you know, and if we uh, allow that to grow uh, unchecked, uh, we po might possibly allow a greater evil to be born. And that uh, warning, uh, you know, 
shapes and 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 guides uh, Loki and Sylvie in, into two different directions by the uh, by the finale. Time travel movies in general, uh, I feel like that despite how however they you know explain their mechanics, that's not the point. At its core. It's more or less an exploration in the human desire to take some sort of agency in the way we live our lives. Uh, and, uh, you know, we all have this innate desire to explore this type of fiction as we feel compelled, you know, to find control in our day-to-day lives and whether or not our actions have any changeable impact. And so that's pretty much, um, you know, the uh, root of uh, time travel movies and, you know, if you have any other opinions on that, fight me. I'm just kidding. You could let me know if I'm wrong. Uh, and you can always share your thoughts on the show or maybe, you know, uh, this week's show or movie that I, I had reviewed. I also want to shout out uh, uh, my friend Phil for suggesting The Tomorrow War. I felt like it, it was a, a perfect compliment to insert and review with Loki. So uh, if you also want to, you know, review or, or uh, any of the movies that I've talked about, or maybe you want to suggest a title for, uh, you know, future episodes, you can always send those to me at Instagram at that's my Q podcast or on Twitter at Q podcast. Uh, also be sure to rate and review the show on iTunes as it helps boost, you know, uh, people's attention for the show. Maybe people haven't heard of that's my Q and this is a way to do it. But, of course, you could share the episode with a friend. And, y'all, anything helps. And your support is greatly appreciated. I want to thank J1K for the use of their music, Captured Soul, from the School Days B-Tape, which you can find on j1kmusic.bandcamp.com. And I also want to do an additional shout-out to George Stryker for the newsreel track at the beginning of the episode. George is, George is a composer that has worked on a bunch of projects like the We Bear Bears uh, movie. And you can find more of his music on georgestryker.com, which is G-E-O-R-G-E-S-T-R-E. I-C-H-E-R dot com. Next week, we're going to be reviewing uh, a throwback, not really a sequel. Actually, in many ways, it is a sequel, but also kind of like its own standalone movie. I'm talking about Space Jam, A New Legacy. We're going to go and uh, uh, slam and jam, and we'll see how that goes. I want to leave you off with a quote. It's a simple and easy uh, quote that became essentially the uh, catchphrase for Loki. And, you know... It's for all time, always. For all time, always. There, I give it to you twice. Once again, I've been your host, Christian Ang, and... That's my cue.